beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rice, raw, raw, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkey, rat, you beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ram, raw, raw, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkey, chicken, turkey, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ram, raw, raw, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkey, rat, you Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday night. You know what that means? Uh, I've got a guest on. I'm not going to tell you who it is. It's in the title. It's in the description. If you don't know by now, I'm going to do it for you. But um, only your um. Oh, so Keith says, uh, is there a real libertarian? No, there is not. Sorry to, to let you know. Uh, they all died out years ago. I guess. I don't know. That's the answer I'm giving. Anyways, um, the website thing, like if you go on to the phones and the, the computers and you type it in the box, the magic box up top, uh, if you put in notarealpodcast.com, you'll go to the website. And then you can get some awesome merch like this fucking shirt. Ban exorcisms. Life begins at possession. Uh, Demon lives matter, bro. Ban a soft government t-shirt, because uh, the most dangerous thing in your life is your government. And then uh, we're also sponsored by NWA's newest album, Fucking the Police. And uh, also, your friendly neighborhood 3D printer guys are now selling gas stoves. So if you want a gas stove illegally, as an official USA Today attachment for your AR-15, get your gas stove. Um, that way, when you brutally do some illegal, heinous shit, uh, you can cook out in the woods. Tactical grilled cheese. Tactical grilled cheese. <laughs> uh, well, how are you going to cook your chicky nuggies without a gas stove <laughs> out in the wilderness um, of the fallen dystopia that is the modern America? But anyways, uh, go to redemptiontactical.com to get the rest of your gear. Now you've got the gas stove. Get your plate carrier, the helmet, the boots, the ballistic face mask. Um, I think they even sell uh, ballistic chassis belts for 90% of the libertarians because they'll never use most of that stuff anyway. So. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, we'll go on. We use Proud Libertarian. They're awesome. Those guys are fucking stellar. And I think that's it. Oh, I lied. Got two more. Find us on all these pat- bleh, platforms. Platforms, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Anchor, and Spotify. We go live Thursdays and Sundays. And then not a real part, not a shit on me. I'll screw that up. Libertarian Party Veterans Caucus, leading libertarians to veteran issues, leading veterans to libertarian solutions. I will eventually learn how to talk tonight, I promise. I've been drinking since 9 a.m. <laughs> they weren't supposed to know that. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so my guest tonight, um, we've, we've, got to, we've got to talk about this. He's Miss speciesing himself as a lion of liberty like some kind of like don't assume his species yeah i i mean i guess i can not assume his species maybe he's a lion i don't know but uh all the way from lines of liberty uh on probably all those same platforms and then some uh the host of one of the best shows on that network brian mcwilliams yo yo What's happening, man? What up? Good intro. What's up, I like the I like the pregnant a lot of pregnant pauses in there, 
which is always appreciated. And yes, I am transspeciesist. Thank you very much. But that doesn't mean I don't still like to eat meat. Whatever, human form, lion form, gobbling that old big old meat schlong. Bring it on. That's how I keep strong to give you the uh, the wonderful libertarian viewpoints that you enjoy so much. So thank you for having me on the show, man. Good to see you. Yeah, for those who haven't caught on already, Brian had that beautiful speaking voice, and I sound like some <laughs> drunken hillbilly from the side mountain. So you are drunk. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but both of us could probably talk away to a lot of places using our various, uh, you know, like me with my radio voice, I can pretend that I'm an announcer to get into places. You know, I'm uh, say that I'm Joe Biden's uh, handler. You know, I'm the one that picks up all the phones from the young girls he's molested to try to talk them off the ledge before they come at him. You know, I'm the guy that talks when you find files behind the Corvette. That's me. That's the guy you call is this voice. Meanwhile, you're hillbilly ass. You know, you're the guy that can be like, we cleaned out Joe Biden's office. I don't know what we were doing, man. We just chucked them boxes wherever. He gave me a fiver and some French fries. And I said, fuck it. That's cool. It works either way, man. We got this shit unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've always said, if you act like you belong there, uh, people will leave you alone. And that's giving away my secret to 90% of everything I do in my life. I just pretend like I belong on this planet and I just, I do it. Like you can walk yeah. your way, you can walk your ass into a lot of bad shit by just pretending like, oh yeah, I belong here. Oh, for sure. I remember my dad, when I was a kid, we went to the Atlanta Olympics and, uh, we walked right into this like team handball, which I never heard of as a sport. It sucked to watch. I just kind of interesting, but I'd never seen it. But we walk in and my you know these shitty seats, and my dad goes, Hey, let's go over there. Look at that. There's nobody sitting over there in those seats. And I'm like, I bet that's for a reason. So we walk over and there's all this security around the seats. And my dad just walks by with me, you know, just, just whatever, what's up? Doesn't make eye contact, just walks by him, and we sit down in the middle of this big open area, and then slowly but surely, all these really hot chicks start coming in in uh Czechoslovakian colors and turns out we were just sitting right smack in the middle of like where all the players wives sit so it's just just us and Czechoslovakian hotties I think it was still was it still Czechoslovakia at that time or was it the Czech Republic at that time I can't fucking remember I have no idea but that's uh I'm fairly certain your dad already knew who was sitting there and that's why I just went he beelined it he knew what was up he's like gotta go horny old ass it's probably exactly what it was (laughs) It's good to be on this show, man. I tell you, like, I'm sick of being, uh, I'm sick of trying to be a libertarian. It's nice to be on a show where I cannot be a real libertarian for once. Just express my status <laughs> viewpoints, talk about how I'm sending my kid to state schools. It's, uh, it's all good. It's a time to relax on this show. Well, I mean, it's supposed to be fun. Like, everybody else and their uncle does a very serious libertarian show. It's like, here's the numbers, here's the stats, here's the facts, and then I'm going to do a five hour rant on why this one particular part of this bill makes no sense. Right. And I'm like, dude, I'm just going to get drunk and talk shit. I'm going to have a good time <sighs> the best. and pass along some information. And, you know, if somebody's like, Oh, that makes sense. Then they're also in my psychic. Well, psychotic uh, I regret, I regret that I usually, uh, if, if your audience knows anything about me, usually I am, uh, I am apt to be drunk, but Sadly, have to go pick up my kids after we do this podcast. So, my damn wife let me down. Her and her, her and her job. These damn women out of the house. You know, she was just here making dinner as she was supposed to be. I could get hammered and then send her out, but I can't do that because she's making twice as much money as me. So, 
There's your patriarchy. <laughs> There's those fucking women and their rights. The hell is this? Obnoxious. Her car is filthy too. God, her car is filthy. Pisses me off. <laughs> so, anyway, so let's talk a little bit about your show. Uh, you know, you want to run people through what it's about, what you talk about, what you do, yeah. what you wear, why you don't wear stuff, whatever. Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't wear I don't wear the wig anymore. I do wear the merkin. Uh, you can't see the Merkin on camera, but it makes me feel more confident as a man covering up them herps. But no, man, it's uh, you know, Mean Age Daydream. So that's my show. It used to be Electric Liberty Land. Um, I rebranded about, I don't know, maybe half a year ago, I think. And uh, the Lions of Liberty has been around forever. You know, we're one of the oldest podcasts, one of the oldest uh, libertarian movements, libertarian communications outlets, really. Um, you know, we started back when when Ron Paul was actually still actively running for president and had a website, you know, Lions of Liberty, where we'd write articles. That evolved into a podcast with Mark Clare, who's now left and gone off in his own direction. But John Odermatt and I still have the Lions of Liberty going. And... Primarily, you know, we have, we have the two main shows, which is uh, John's Finding Freedom, you know, talks about religion, talks about spirituality, but talks about libertarianism, justice, uh, obviously all the libertarian concepts. But he tries to concentrate on, on kind of uh, getting people a little bit more jazzed up about entrepreneurship and getting their life going in the right direction. My show is, you know, I, I rebranded from Electric Liberty Land because while Electric Liberty Land was fun, had a good reputation, people loved it. I was getting sick of doing the same repetitive shit, which is talking about current events. And often I'd get mad. You know, you get angry as a libertarian. It's hard to keep a a positive outlook, right? And and, and even then, I said, as a libertarian, I'm pretty much full-blown anarchist now. So it's even harder to keep a positive outlook as a full-blown anarchist. So I got sick of that. And I said, you know, there's got to be a better way, not only for me to maintain my sanity, but also for us to communicate what we're trying to get across here or what we're trying to accomplish. And I came to realize that really is going to come down to not just bitching about stuff and pointing out how we're right all the time, but comes down to communicating and, and tying into what I call dreams and resentment, which is what Mean Age Daydream encompasses, which is the dream of what can be, what's the better future you're promising people, right? Which is something we fail at miserably in our communications. And uh, the Mean Age is kind of like, you know, the resentment aspect of it. It's a mean age, man. Inflation's rampant. People are get, losing their, their liberties. You got people that are in poverty. You got homeless rampant zombie hordes in the streets, at least here in LA. So trying to get people tying those two concepts, dreams and resentment to give people something they can believe in. And of course, also do some funny shit in some current events. So that's that's basically our uh, our shows. And then Friday, we do our Me More show or, uh, or Hate Watch or I've got my superhero, Do Nothing Man, some of those episodes. So it ties it together. It's a good uh, smorgasbord, if you will, of uh, libertarian and anarchist thought and entertainment. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a wide variety of things. So, I mean, is it, it sounds like there's something there for everybody, which is awesome, um, which is kind of the goal, right? Like you want to pick up as many people as possible, give them as many different viewpoints as possible. And then, you know, that's that's the name of the game. Um, well, it's also, you know, part of it, too, is like, you know, it, it used to be John's show used to be Felony Friday. And we feel like that was too, too uh I don't know, a little bit too in the box, right? You know, you're up, you're think it's just about criminal justice all the time. You want to get away from that. Electric Liberty Land, I kind of wanted to broaden it with Mean Age Daydream to try to bring more people outside the tent. You know, that's the goal is to try to reach people that aren't simply converted already and uh, lure them in with promises uh, of kisses and, uh, and you know, cosplay girls and then hit them with the hard libertarianism. Yeah, so 
Here's kind of a, an interesting question I like to ask a lot of people. Anybody with the show or whatever, I like to ask this. Because um, as we all know, libertarians are not short on podcasters, which means that there's a lot of up-and-coming podcasters coming out soon. Um, what would be some advice to give them? Like, you know, someone who's starting off, who's like stuck at two views, hasn't had, a, hasn't had any development in a while. What would you say to them or what's their, you know, what motivation can you give them? Something like that. I mean, man, it's hard. Hey, to be honest, starting a podcast or starting a video podcast is one of the most difficult things in the world, honestly. Like, I, I do public relations for a living, so I know all the tricks of the trade when it comes to trying to promote a podcast organically. And I will tell you flat out, none of them fucking work. None of them work. Uh, you know, trying to grow organically is one of the most difficult things in the world. The best thing you can do is find a specific voice that's yours and yours alone. You know, you, everybody wants, you can, you can kind of start, it's kind of like stand-up comedy, right? Stand-up comedians, you find a voice that you like, you watch a lot of comics, and when you start off doing your open mics, you might try to imitate a person, right? Because they're your inspiration, they're your hero. But as you go along, you'll find you're going to fail more often than you're going to succeed trying to imitate somebody else. So the most important thing is to find your own voice, the way you can look at the world that no one else does, right? You're talking about, you know, your take, coming at it, just you know, getting drunk, slanging it, yeah, hillbilly, hillbilly uh, mentality. I love it, right? You know, when you find that voice, you can actually succeed, whereas you're going to get lost in the shuffle with everything else. And you see that happen with so many podcasts out there. I've seen so many, I've been on so many that, you know, they, they get about a year in and they quit. Growing an audience takes multiple years and you need to know that going in. If you think you're going to just, you know, skyrocket, it can happen. The odds are heavily against you unless you're willing to spend a lot of money on advertising, a lot of money on trying to network in, um, you know, paying people to come on the show as guests. That's, thank you, Kyle. I am the man. Kyle's got a great show too, by the way. Um, but no, it, 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 that's the only way to do it really is you, you have to spend a lot of time, regular schedule, get your ass up and it's work. I mean, it's a second job. If you want to be successful in it, it's a second job. Um, otherwise, like I said, uh, buying ads on other podcasts is, is one of the best possible ways to grow by, you know, paying guests that are bigger than probably what you could get. Otherwise a great way to grow. And then, um, yeah, then you just kind of got to hope you get lucky, man, and catch fire with the right shit. But if you are, let me say this, if you can't listen to your own podcast without getting bored, stop doing it. Because a lot of people, trust me, a lot of people can't listen to themselves, do their own podcast. If you can't listen to yourself, no one else is going to listen to you either. Which is funny because I don't listen to any podcast and I especially hate listening to my own voice. Like it, it, well, it's, good luck it's on your it. early retirement. <laughs> 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 I look forward to, I look forward to seeing you uh, drive by me uh, on a mule hauling, uh, hauling some sort of manure based substance on the highway at some point. So I got to keep drinking. I, 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 got this, I was telling you, I have this fucking cold every goddamn month since I got that fucking vaccine, which was forced on me. And now I just am like constantly sick. So I got to keep drinking this water. My throat's going to go up. <laughs> well, uh, with that, I guess we got to cancel the show now, don't we? No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, 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 that was easy. <laughs> Thank you and good night. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I mean, I, I know a lot of people who have done like probably close to 50 episodes and they just call it quits because they get, they're like, getting blown out they're tired and they're like i don't see any growth whatever yeah um one thing you can probably speak to too is like it's not just getting on and doing the shows it's you gotta promote shit throughout the week you gotta be on social yep. media being interactive you gotta uh, communicate with people you gotta be on twitter facebook learn the youtube shit 
um, be as many places as possible and then just keep commenting, posting, retweeting, sharing, whatever yeah. the fuck it is. You got to do it all the fucking time. I'll be at work. Like it'll be slammed. And like when I go take a piss or something, I'll just crank something out real quick and be done and go back out to work. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's full time. It is like, you said, yeah, it's, a second, for sure. it's a full time second job. Yeah. yeah and, and at least now, you know, it's like one of the things that I'm, you know, I try to be very white pilled on my show. Um, and one of the things I'm, I'm just so white pilled on is Twitter now, you know, it's like, cause I, I forever, you know, I was shadow banned on Twitter. Um, the lines of Liberty on YouTube is still fucking throttled and shadow banned. You know, like that channel has been around forever, man. We've got, you know, like we, we probably would have a hell of a lot more subscribers. We have 6,500, which isn't a small amount, but it should be, you know, quadruple that we get something like, like they just recently throttled us down again. I was talking to this on my show. We were getting, you know, finally the strikes got removed because they keep giving us strikes for old shit that's like vaccine related stuff for, you know, misinformation, whatever it might be. They'll, they'll dig it out of the out of the gutter. It doesn't matter to them. So we keep getting dinged and that means you get demonetized. It means you get shadow banned, your views go down, your content doesn't get published. So every time we get rid of one of these strikes, the numbers start to kick back up again. And now we just all of a sudden got hit again. I don't know what they did to it, but it got cut like, you know, like. We have a quarter of the views we had a week ago on every program. It's just unbelievable. So Twitter, at least, is giving me some hope that we can finally get growth out there. And he said, you know, have the dialogues communicate and have people like you see what you're doing. So you're not just kind of screaming into the void and banging your head against the wall. But yeah, the social media aspect is a massive part of growing your podcast, growing your brand, um, interacting with people. And I think, too, you know, like a lot of things that people could do is it, it is beneficial to go network with people in person. You know, I know it's... It's hard to do, especially for the autists in the libertarian movement, uh, you know, the, the autist anarchists, the, the AAs. <laughs> but it does help, man. You know, talking to somebody in person gives them a much more of a connection to you and makes them far more likely to check out what you're doing than just tweeting at somebody. You know, there's a lot of content out there. Man. It's a lot of, there's a lot of chaff out there. And for them to say, okay, you know, I talked to this guy. He was an interesting, they feel like they owe you something now. Cause you spent, you know, you spent time drinking a beer with them. Now they go listen to your podcast. Who knows who they, they tell? It's like that, that, uh, Wayne's world thing. You know, they tell a friend, they tell a friend, they tell a friend, mm -hmm. and then you could grow your shit. And, you know, and also I would say there's so much competition out there. And this is something that we didn't take seriously because we were one of the only, only, you know, players in the game for a long time. You know, it was like Tom Woods and us. And then, you know, you, then you have your Dave Smiths and some other people come around, but we didn't put enough emphasis on YouTube early on um, and on professional branding in regards to, you know, really polishing the website, polishing the interstitials, polishing the intros, getting, you know, like you need to present a real solid brand to people because when it looks like amateur hour compared to all the other things people can watch out there, they're going to watch somebody's show that's probably shittier, probably has less views, less audience than your show, just because they look at it and they go, well, this guy seems to know what he's doing. You know, it's like, we're talking about like walking into a, you know, a, a sporting event and walking past security, same thing. Same thing with podcasting, man. If somebody says, this dickhead doesn't look like what he's doing, and that guy does, they're going to go to the guy who looks like what he's doing. He looks like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, fake it till you make it for a lot of people. Um, donating, or not donating, but uh, dropping a few bucks on, like you said, uh, branding. I've done that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, for the website, I spent money on the website. I don't have anyone do it. I do it myself. I have a bastard in IT, so I hope I yeah. can do a oh, no, we, website. Oh, oh, then you're, yeah, yeah, you're totally set. I mean, we just do yeah. our own. We have somebody design it, and then we run the back end. But why, I got to ask you real yeah. quick. 
Where the fuck did you find your opening song? I loved it, by the way. Where the hell did that thing come from? Is that your, is that, I mean, <laughs> it's potatoes and tomatoes, and I don't know what the fuck was talking about in this, this damn show. I liked it, though. <laughs> so, usually I only run that around the holidays. Um, I actually do need to revamp my uh, intro video because it's got a bunch of people on there that's not with the network anymore. They've gone off to oh, their okay. own thing. Um, but... Uh, I did that one tonight because I was like, yeah, it's, it's already loaded up. It's easy. We'll take care of that real quick. But I like that. that song is actually from a preacher in Atlanta. It was around Thanksgiving, like two or three years ago. And that was like that was like a like a sermon she was giving. But it wasn't it didn't have the music, obviously, and anything like that. But somebody dubbed the music over it, and it's fucking it's, phenomenal. Yeah, I, it's awesome. I was, I was grooving, man. I thought it was absolutely tits. Yeah, it's, it's pretty banging. I, I like finding stuff like that. Um, and I, I've actually gotten really good at uh, doing a lot of like the uh, video editing, yeah, kind of software stuff. Um, I enjoy doing that a lot more now too because I used to have somebody else do it. I paid someone to do it for a while, and I was like, "Why don't I just try and figure out this shit on my own?" And uh, yeah. I kind of have it. It's pretty nice. It's pretty easy. We used to do the same. We had we had some gal like a, a literally in uh, God, it was like Slo- Slovenia or something like that. We'd send our notes to. And we had a, a sound editor and all this other stuff, but it just became more of a pain in the ass to actually make all the notes to have them edit it than just go through myself and do it. I mean, I also, my show, I don't edit shit. You know, like if I, I'll edit in like a song or something I pre record, but otherwise it's just kind of stream of consciousness. So if I make a mistake, I make a mistake, I'll correct it next episode. So, you know, there's a lot less editing. But yeah, I mean, learning that stuff is valuable. It's fun. You can, you know, <laughs> what are we drinking here? Twisted tea? Oh, God. That's how you get diabetes. Drink a man's drink. Well, drink the, some whiskey. I got whiskey. It's just, uh, it's it's a little too early for me to be diving into that because I won't be able to finish a word by the end of this show if I start now. So, um, <laughs> but uh, for those who watch the election night coverage, you will know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> holy shit. That was wild. I went back and watched like pieces of that and I was like, holy shit. She was right. I should have got off hours ago. Um, but yeah, no, like uh, video editing is super easy. Um, I use a MacBook, so like it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different options out there. They're super cheap. I don't. I used to use Adobe a lot, and I really have learned to fucking hate Adobe. Anything made by them yeah. pisses me off now. Um, but I have a lot of third party shit that I use. Um, that's super cool stuff. And one thing I will recommend to a lot of people who are like trying to like start off, like we're trying to find someone to do what Brian has said. Um, I don't know if it's fair for me to throw a name out. Kelsey Lyons is a fantastic fucking job of a lot of that stuff. So if you reach out to her and say, hey, how much do you do this? She's really fair on a lot of pricing. So she's, you know, uh, and she does really good fucking work. She does a lot of LP, national, state affiliates, other shows, stuff like that. So she does really good work. Nice. But, yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this. What got you into podcasting? What was like, you know, what, why did you take the stance that you did? There's a lot of people who are activists, a lot of people who do this, a lot of people who run campaigns, whatever. Why was it that you kind of focused in on this? You know, it was somewhere, yeah, we were writing all the articles and that's kind of dry, right? And then I looked at at least the space of the time in podcasting for the, uh, you know, for our audience and I was doing stand-up comedy in LA at the time, right? You know, and I was doing it just as just as a hobby, which is what it eventually just stayed as because it just got too difficult to go out, you know, still two in the fucking morning with a full-time job all the time. But 
I was doing stand-up, and I'm like, you know, everybody's so dry in the libertarian world. You know, it's just as there needs to be something. I, and what I was envisioning was kind of like, you know, a, a daily show style of of podcast, but for people that are libertarians and anarchists, you know, people that are, that are a little bit more in our viewpoint. And I found that for me, you know, I did you know, plays, I did stand up. I'm, I'm quick on my feet and I figured this is something I could do a rundown of current events and just kind of get pissed off, you know? Yes. Now I am a sit down comedian, Samantha. Um, yeah. And it's just, you know, it's like, I can just get pissed off and go on a rant, you know, Lewis black, but for uh, libertarians and that fits everything that makes sense for me. And then I kind of brought in a little bit more of my professional stuff as it went along, you know, the communications aspect, which I'm trying to bring to the forefront more because to me, you know, while the, the comedy stuff is fun and we still need that, the current event stuff is fun. There's other people that have stepped into the space and can do that. Obviously, you know, Robbie, the fire and Dave, well, Dave does not, he doesn't do too much comedy on his show, but, but Robbie's fun very funny on his show and does a lot of more comedy stuff. The thing that I'm missing now, or I feel we're missing is what I said before, you know, the communications to give people practical ways they can talk to people better um, and stop just, you know, failing miserably in all fronts. So that's what got me into it. That's what keeps me going. And, you know, we're talking about starting a podcast. The challenge is not only to start the podcast, but also to keep yourself motivated in doing it. And I was getting very burned out on just doing the same thing ever and, you know, over and over again, find, just finding the current event stuff is exhausting. You know, we used to have a guy named Howie, uh, who's still alive, but he has run out of time to send us news links. He'd send us hundreds of news links. He's worked in military intelligence. He doesn't have the, yeah, we don't get those anymore. So now I got to find all my own news, you know, it just becomes a grind. And, um, you know, you have to, you kind of have to find what's going to keep you going and make you happy. Otherwise you're just going to get pissed off and burned out. And, you know, you see so many people drop out. Um, you know, Roger Paxton is a great example. Yeah, I love Roger to death. He had a great podcast called the lava flow. He ran pork fest for many years and then just got so burned out on it. He just said, fuck it. And now he's like a pig farmer. <laughs> it's like it's like Owen Benjamin. Owen Benjamin was hilarious, you know, kind of went off the rails crazy. He was on my show a few times. I still have his phone number. I would fucking text him. But he's out is off chicken farming in the middle of nowhere. Like, you know, just people libertarians, <laughs> people of their mindset, they their minds break and then they go farm. That's like what happens. It's it's like the people are talking about the pipeline from libertarianism to alt-right. That's not the pipeline. The pipeline's straight into the fucking farm field. Where they go and, you know, build a field of corn and then they build a, a baseball diamond in there and then they just play with themselves in the middle of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried now because uh, I'm in the process of getting uh, a farm to oh, begin there it my is. farming adventure. So there I'm, I'm it is worried. every time. Uh, you, you, you've re <laughs> revealed some stuff about me that I didn't know and I'm a little worried. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to get checked in because I know that they'll they'll commit me fully. Uh, but you know, it's, uh, you know, dissipating onto the mountainside of Tennessee, uh, growing chickens and kicking them across the yard. Isn't the worst thing in the world. I could become yeah. a status though. So, I mean, it's, it's still like, that's true. So, but anyways, um, yeah. So you did say that you're kind of taking a new direction with your show. Um, Yeah, so you're you're going more philosophical, um, kind of in like what you were saying earlier about kind of teaching people how to speak to normal people yeah. and not sound autistic-y. Um, what is the one thing that you think a lot of people really struggle with in this party? Like what like give me an example of what they struggle with, I guess is I don't know a lot of the terms based around that kind of stuff. 
but yeah. what specifically do people struggle with? I, I would say specifically, I'll give you a couple things that I think are, are really dominant that that become a real wall against people to understand where we're coming from. Number one is people get in the weeds way too deep with libertarian issues. You know, it's like they'll they'll go on these rants to to people. Like I I made this this argument uh, essentially that libertarians have to argue against things that are not going to be these kind of infinitesimally small and intricate problems where people don't have a knowledge of them. You have to under, you have to communicate in big concepts, right? It has to be something that people can relate to. And, you know, when we say end the Fed, now people probably can get it because the inflation's up there. When we talk about taxation, people can get that. But when you talk about a lot of things, like, for example, the military-industrial complex or the war state, you can give people a million examples. But the problem is we're so far removed from the tangible effects of war on the everyday American, that it's hard for them to conceptualize what we're talking about. So you have to equate it. How is that going to affect them personally? Okay, well, here's how it affects you personally. Look at what's happening right now with Ukraine and your gas prices. We're involved in that. That's a military industrial complex. Look what's happening with your your price of, uh, of not only you know, natural gas, but your price of oil. Look what's happening with your inflationary process. Look what's happening with your savings account because half this money is being ported over there to fund this. You, know, you have to make it associative to people. So it's not just us chanting a slogan at them. Slogans have their role, but you can't just expect them to get it. You have to make it personal. And that's where so many other of these parties, they make it very personal, you know, especially the Democrats. So that's one thing. Second thing is negativity. I mean, I, I, sorry, I won't rail them off. You want to uh, add anything in between. Sorry. I can go on. I'm used to doing my show solo so often. I'll just go on rant. So I'll give you a minute <laughs> to respond to that if you have anything you want to, to toss in. No, yeah, I agree. I mean, a lot of libertarians really struggle with like just doing broad strokes. Like they, they pride themselves on knowing usually the absolute most about one specific thing. Like one guy will yeah. know, like they'll say, this is the guy that knows everything about this very specific cryptocurrency. And he'll, he can talk 16 hours about it straight, but he can't explain to you basically saying why taxation is bad without using the mm -hmm. words extortion or without saying theft. And those are kind of right. problems because most Americans don't relate it to that. Like, yeah, you can make the argument or whatever. But saying, look, the tax system, the way it works now, uh, basically, they're saying there's a there's an amount you owe us. We're not going to tell you what it is. Pay a bunch of people money to figure out what you owe us. And if you get it wrong, we'll come after you. When you put it right. in those terms, people are like, yeah, that's that's fucking tax season. And when you say something like flat tax and say, hey, you know, there's better options, no tax, whatever, work them into things that they can relate with on a personal level because they're not going to jump from you know, some tax is good for the military to, holy shit, we should go to no taxes right off the jump. Um, right. So, I mean, it does, it does, like you said, it takes relating someone to something. I work in sales. I work at an automotive shop. I can't explain to someone right off the jump what pulse width uh, modulated fuel injection is because they're going back. I don't know what the fuck that is. You're talking Chinese. So I just explain hey, sci-fi. The thing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little laser beam. It's a little uh, hamsters in there. Pew, pew. That's what it works. <laughs> but <laughs> Richard yeah, Gere's asshole exactly is powered point. by the exact same technology. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Old yeah. reference. Old yeah. reference. <laughs> uh, that knocking you're hearing, that's actually just a really small gnome in your engine bay just hammering away, letting you... <laughs> that's the secondary measure after the check engine light when you ran out of oil. 30 days ago, he's just now letting you know, like, hey, 
you're, <laughs> you're a Bulls fan. <laughs> so but yeah, I mean, exactly, exactly, man, exactly. It's like it has to be relatable. It has to be something where you can't just expect people to go along on your, you know, this long-winded diatribe about something they don't really get or expect them to, to expect them to have libertarians expect everybody to have the same level of outrage on something and they just don't ever seem to right so you have to communicate and most people ways. don't care yeah most people don't care and it's negative right hopefully i'm coming you keep cutting out a little bit on me hopefully i'm coming through okay because again my internet was shitting yesterday but the other thing is negativity man that's why i'm trying to you know what i'm doing with mean age daydream is positive shit the negativity that libertarians bring People don't want to hear, especially when things are going bad. Everybody kind of knows they're going bad. And hearing somebody just kind of rub it in their faces is not that helpful. And when you're coming at people and saying, this is a problem, everybody goes, okay, what are you going to do about it? What's, what are you offering me that's better? And right now, it doesn't feel to me that anybody's really communicating what's, what is going to be better. That's where we fail on all fronts, is saying, here's how it can tangibly be better. And it doesn't even have to be realistic. That's the thing. We also fail in that because we're very logical, right? Mostly libertarians, we come to the conclusions we're at by reading these documents, reading these things. That makes logical sense. I can see how this is breaking down. I can see how logically my way is better. But when you try to communicate that people, it falls apart. What you need to sell them is something that isn't even necessarily what's going to be. If you put it into place, it may not even work. But we need to sell them the dream of what's possible. The, the GOP and the Democrats, they're selling bullshit. If we want to be competitive, we have to sell our version of that. And while our version is going to be more realistic, it's not like the fucking Democrats, kumbaya, everybody's going to skip down the road with their multiracial families, and uh, nobody has to work a day in their lives, and of course, you'll own nothing and be happy eating bugs. Our vision has to be something along the lines of you will be freer, your family will stay intact, you will have less a less uh, you know equality differences, you'll have less income uh, inefficiencies and inequalities, and you will be happier. Here's how we're going to deliver it, and here's why our system's going to you know be better than what's in place. That's what I'm working on. That's what the show's based around philosophically. Um, you know, I'm writing a book right now, which is based on, you know, episodes. I've got, you know, shit ton of notes to go chapter by chapter. And the idea is to deliver people what they can tell others that's going to inspire them and not just be Debbie Downers walking and bitching about shit where people are going to go, okay, cool, Dick. Well, thanks for bringing me down, but you're not giving me anything better. So why should I listen to you? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, would you, you, would you consider yourself a white pilled or a black pilled anarchist? I am very white-pilled. Um, I am a very negative person in general, but I'm very white-pilled when it comes to the outlook on, uh, on you know, normal things. Like, I go, I go throughout my day complaining about everything and being pissed off about everything because, you know, obviously everybody around me a fucking moron, and I don't enjoy that. <laughs> but I'm white-pilled on the philosophy that we're bringing. I'm white-pilled on where things are going because... You know, it's kind of like the the Fight Club saying you have to lose everything before you can gain anything. I think enough people have lost enough that they are ready to hear a differentiation in philosophy in how they can what they should believe in. And it started with a little bit with Trump, you know, attracting people from categories like black people, Hispanic people that he was that never the GP had never achieved those levels before. It's coming now after COVID, even though the midterms were a letdown, I think, because a lot of people just didn't want to admit they were wrong. But now you're seeing more and more evidence come out, more and more inflation. People are feeling it bad. It's time. And that goes across everything. Education, 
warfare economy, uh, our gas prices, our economy, climate, everything. We can point to it and go, this shit's fucked. They keep doubling down and it's getting more fucked. We can make it better. Give us a shot. Because one of my best pitches to like, especially leftists, is look, man, we've tried your way. The past 60 years, we've tried your way. And can you... been effective because I can show you every stat showing that it's not effective. So are you at least open to trying something different and hearing me out and trying and and thinking about a different way we can approach this? Because we got nothing to lose going on right now. It hasn't worked. Yeah, I think my issue is the second of the two that we discussed, uh, the negativity thing. Um, I'm very black filled. I'm very much in the mindset that this like humans have only set themselves free historically one way and one way alone and that's through violence i used to be white pilled i used to enjoy that and uh i've just kind of devolved into the black pilled monstrosity that i am now but when i still pitch libertarianism or like the idea of libertarian philosophy i pitch it in like this hey dude you don't have to deal with these people like you can totally just take care of it yourself you don't need you don't need nancy pelosi or uh um, the eye patch, the uh, knockoff pirates of the Caribbean from Texas. Um, you can live yeah. your own life without these idiots. And a lot of people get excited about it. And then that's kind of as far as it goes for most people. But I you're just, asking a I, lot. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. You're asking a lot, right? Think about this. Pre- See, that's, that's the other kind of component of what I, what I'm working on. What I'm trying to deliver here doesn't require people to do a hell of a lot. It requires people to believe um, irrationally or irrationally, I think more rationally than what the other philosophies were, it requires them to believe in what's possible and to get excited about it, right? I'm pitching excitement. What you're pitching is, while people go, yeah, you're right, it would be nice to get off and and, and keep myself sustainable on my own, you're asking people to completely turn over their lives. And I hate to break it to you, people are fucking lazy, people are stupid, and people are comfortable, Right? That that sums up America: lazy, stupid, comfortable. We, ha- you know, you can't expect them to get off their their asses and do all this shit and change everything. Number one, it's scary. Number two, it's hard. So what I'm trying to offer is a easier path that's going to win them over and hopefully get us some cultural victory. Because if we can change the mindset, change the culture, make libertarianism into something that is no longer derided, but this is the hot, interesting, cool thing that everybody's excited about. That can change shit more effectively than people, you know, going off living on farms and and uprising with guns. I love my guns too, but I'm telling you, I'm not going to convince people by holding a gun up as much as I'm going to convince them to get pumped about a future that they can believe in that things can be good for their kids, good for their country, good for everything around them. That's, That's the big difference. Yeah, I will actually heartedly uh, agree with that last part, which is uh, I don't try to convince people to take up arms against the government for the simple reason that it is the most abhorrent thing humans can do to each other is just go to war and kill each other. Um, But my belief, like I said, is that it eventually comes to that. And I hope a lot of people don't have to do that. But it's it is one of those things I personally believe in. But, you know, I don't. I don't, I don't want it. I don't, that's not something I want. I've told everybody, I said, I hope to God I'm wrong and we can vote yeah. our way the fuck out of this. But I, I am where I'm I am. Open, but, I'm, open uh, if, I'm open if we do our job, man, that it, does, it doesn't even have to get to, to fucking voting. You know, like, that's the thing. I just yeah. believe so fundamentally that if you change things on a cultural level, and yes, it'll bleed through to vote, voting, but I believe that, you know, the 
culture is dictating virtually everything because you don't even have laws that are enforced that are on the books if the culture says fuck them. Right. Correct. There's so many laws that are on the books right now that it's like, you know, you still can't butt fuck people in like your state, probably, you know, but nobody cares. Nobody enforces it <laughs> because the culture is like, we're not going to we're not going to stop people from butt fucking. We don't care. So that's what we need to get to, because the legislative aspect of it is so broken, so slow, so corrupt that I think the cultural side is the way to go. If uh, butt fucking is illegal in Tennessee, I'd like to report the IRS and Social Security Administration because they fuck me <laughs> on every paycheck. Every single paycheck. <laughs> That's funny. You yeah, should look yeah. up and see if it is. If it is illegal in your state, you should make that T-shirt. <laughs> Someone tell the IRS butt fucking is illegal in Tennessee. Have the state there and the IRS with a dildo coming out of it, like strap on. That's a good shirt. Oh, I buy one of those. Hey, I bet you I could get old boy from uh, Proud Libertarian to make it. Yeah, I bet yeah. you do it. No problem. <laughs> he would. He would chuckle so hard doing that. Right. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll look into that. He already did Anarchy Loop. Yeah, he did Anarchy Loop for us. I mean, it was this one. <laughs> nice. I mean, it's... Nice. Where is it at? Uh, that one. Yep. Just, just goofy shit. went away. Shit. went away too quick. I couldn't see it. Oh. Well, you know me. I'm just too quick with things. Um, there you go. That's that's the rumor. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Where was that? Yeah, where we were at. We were just talking, uh, you know... Oh, that's right. Yeah, philosophy, yeah. So, culture, culture change. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, like, I'm not one of the best people to try. So, here's the other thing I think that people need to recognize, too, is not everyone is meant to talk to people about politics. Like, some people should just learn to shut the fuck up. I was in yeah. Reno, for example. Uh, I was at the bar having a few drinks. It was like uh, 7 a.m. or something like that. And, um, <laughs> Some guy was completely trashed at the bar talking about libertarians screaming and carrying on. And I'm like, dude, this, this is, <laughs> was it who? Was it me? <laughs> it's very possible. No, because <laughs> the guy got like, no, it wasn't you. Because the guy got escorted out. He was an older guy. Um, oh, okay. But like security grabbed him and like escorted him out. I was like, that's a great fucking look for the rest of us. Thanks, jackass. Damn. And a lot of people yeah. just aren't, aren't, they're not people, people. They're not talkers. They don't, they don't know how to get the words out without sounding like a fucking weirdo who wants to like sleep underneath your stairs like a fucking troll. But, um, yep. yeah. And, and then it was Spike. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about the fish, the fish, bro. Yeah. Salmon. The salmon. Yeah. He, he was on a, he was on a tirade about salmon. Uh, but yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not for everybody. And a lot of people just probably should learn that. I've already said not everybody should run a campaign. Because a lot of yeah. people really fucking suck at it. Um, not yeah. everybody should do podcasts. I fucking suck at it, but I continue to do it because I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Trust no, me, there's way worse. You're doing just fine. Way worse out there than you, man. <laughs> You're already on the show. You don't have to kiss my ass now. You're already here. You can say what you want to. I've been, I've been <laughs> kind. I already made you at the top of the show. I'm not going to make funny at the end of the show. Oh, then... She didn't explain to you how the show works. It's just bullied me the whole time. And then whenever your time's up and I get tired of it, I just kick you off. Oh, all right. Well, that's that sounds fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Sounds good. Um, I like that you uh I like that you looked at uh, Johnny Depp's uh, Sauvage Cologne commercials and were like, that looks dumb. I should do that look. You got the fucking goatee <laughs> going on there, like you're a crusty old dust man out in the desert, digging up perfume bottles and trying to bury Amber Heard's turds. Which is a good treasure hunt, by the way. 
Yeah. Uh, see, the problem is, is I am from white trash country, so my hair only grows white trash. Uh, so, like, I'll get, like, little, <laughs> little loose ones from here, but everything else is just white trash stash, like, living uh, in a trailer, beat my girlfriend for not getting dinner ready enough, early enough. Nice. I can't get anything here. It's annoying. I got this bald patch. I got a bald patch on top, and I got a bald patch right here. But I got this little, like, fucking soul patch that'll grow out extra long. So I got to clip those. It's very annoying. I usually actually. By the way, dude, I I got to go pretty soon. Just to let you know. Sorry. Like I said, I got to pick my kids up. So I got to go at about five. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, like, I usually go bald. My hairline's receding. Oh, I say it's receding, but in all honesty, it's in full fucking retreat. Mm. Um, so, but I mean, it is what it is. I, uh, I've just got to this age where I just don't give a fuck anymore. And, uh, you know, um, eh. yeah, man, you could do the, yeah. you could do the, what is it? Hymns is hymns for hair or is hymns for dick. I was, there's all these Instagram ads. It's like one's for hymns. One's like dick pills. One's for hair pills. You get the whole, you get the whole, uh, hair transplant thing going. I went bald so early yeah. there was no chance for me. I would I started going bald like sixteen, man. That's how I am. That's why I am the way I am. That's sink or swim territory there, boy. You either you either learn to be a real confident jackass man or you crawl into a ball. Eye. That's those are your two options at that point in time. Mm-hmm. It would have been better yeah, for the world uh, if I had con- crawled into a ball. <laughs> nah. It would have been worse. Um but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know which one hymns is for. Um, I will say this: uh, getting very drunk and taking Viagra equals a great fucking night. For those who don't know, that's uh, medical advice from a non-doctor. Uh, but nice. after the last two years, I feel confident enough to where I can just say whatever the fuck I want to call it medical advice, and the CDC will either adopt it or they won't. So. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm so confused. Hold on, Patricia. I just saw a comment. You are a baby compared to me. I'm boob squish years old. All right. Is that I think she's saying boobs she's... from kids? Kiditarians? That's funny. <laughs> Kiditarians. From older people? I don't I don't know. Squish uh, boob. I like I just like the concept of boob squish years old. I like that. Just put it on a license. It's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> but uh yeah. So we've we've learned a new age group. Uh you've got toddler, preschool. Teen, oh, breast exams is what she means, man. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm of a butt fingering age. That's where I'm at now. My buddy's like, he's like, getting a colonoscopy. He's like, I got, I'm getting one. Like, yeah, that's no, I'm not planning on it. And I, I don't know. I, I mean, I also say if you jerk off a lot, you know, like your odds of prostate cancer go way down. So that's my strategy. Personally, there was a. There's a study that came out, was it uh, like a year ago, said uh, having sex or masturbating three times a week or something like that will extend your life by so many years. And then people yeah. are like, fuck yeah, I'm going to live forever. Uh, yeah, man. That's like, <laughs> think about it. It's cardio. You know, you're you're going, you get cardio working out, your limbs are moving, you're breathing heavy or, you know, excited. You're cleaning out the pipes. I think it's all good. Yeah. Probably burns yeah. calories because you got to replace what you put out. That's, that's, how I, that's, that's, my, that's how I stay so fit. I don't even exercise. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just the jerk-off diet. It's just that uh, yeah. he jerks off and then eats. Yeah. But don't eat it. Don't eat it. Because that way you're just oh. same, same calories in and out, man. You got to 
Put that right down the shower drain. At least if you're married. If you're not married, I come anywhere you want. But for us married men, shower only, gentlemen. Got to put a fucking garbage disposal in the like Kramer on Seinfeld. Get rid of that shit. Yes, don't don't eat don't eat it. Uh, turns out that's actually how a lot of bodybuilders that are in prison or like the super jackies in prison get their protein yeah. every day is by eating their own nut. Uh, but the I don't King. recommend that. It's not even that protein rich. I, I don't know. It's mostly salt. I've never ate cum. I don't know. I don't. I don't go like, mm, well, that's, you're, that's you're hearing it from a pro 87. You should pull. You got, we got a lot of females in the audience here. How much, Hey, you know, girls do you, uh, you know, like if we put it into a protein bar, you know, it would work like the years that Snowpiercer movie where they're just like, you know, they're like giving the, people these bars the of protein coaches. shit. Yeah. Can you just do that with old, yeah. let's have a little drain in this, you know, under the cities that kind of ports it off. And then it's like <laughs> soil it white. Yeah. Soil it white. Ah, semen. It's semen. That's probably a good thing to go out on. I gotta get my. I gotta pick my kids up. <laughs> that's, I don't know if there's a better thing to go out on uh, since I have to pick my kids up. <laughs> to the Lions of Liberty <laughs> Network. Subscribe to the Lions of Liberty Network and to YouTube and hit the button so you get notified. We're fucking shadow banned. Nobody gets our fucking shit. Hit the button. That says notify me on our YouTube page. The greatest gift Brian McWilliams will give everyone this year is the T-shirt, uh, Soylent White, and it's just a fucking yeah. jizz item thing, and that's it. Jizz on their that's, shirt. That's just yeah, it's just jizz on the shirt, Soylent White. Amen. I'll make and the shirts myself. Those aren't screen the printed. These aren't screen printed. That's my very own jism. And each and every shirt, <laughs> each and every black shirt comes with a white that's cut out, and I just whack it right on it. Don't wash it. Ladies that's and gentlemen, a, a, Brian McWilliams, uh, go follow him. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, podcast, whatever, just anywhere you find him. Just type it in. Uh, if you work for the CIA, you already follow him. And NSA, same thing. But Obviously. if you're not uh, a three-letter, just go follow him. Just, just do that yep. thing. Amen. Bootleg was fun, man. Thanks for having me on. It was a good time. Much appreciate. Keep yeah, it going, my brother. You. Yeah, thanks to all the people oh, who tuned in, too. I uh, Thank you for your kind comments and questions and for indulging my magical rants. All right, my man. Have a good night. All right, man. Take it easy. See ya. Holy shit. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. Uh, there's not many guests that make me laugh that fucking hard. That's good. Soylent white. Dear. Soylent fucking white. That was amazing. That was clever. The gift from Brian this year will be semen on your shirt. <laughs> this is starting to turn. Like, I'm starting to think Brian's Bill Cosby at this point. Silent White by Brian Cosby. Oh, God. Don't eat the jizz. That's uh, that's also a takeaway from Brian. Don't eat, don't eat your own jizz. Um, guys, don't eat your own jizz. But I can still. Yeah, you can eat. Yeah. Yeah. This this will be great when your mom listens to it. She not listens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she listens. But anyways, who we have? Uh, who do we have next week? Uh, Minnesota Black Robe Regiment TC. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Because yeah. they tag us on a lot of shit now as it is. Yeah, I was on his show. Mm-hmm. On school board and lost it. Were you out? You're like the number one rated show on his network or in his show now, isn't it? Episode. Your episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's got the number one rated episode. Suck it, Horton. 
Yeah, she beat fucking Tim Horton. No, Scott Horton. Scott Horton. Yes, Tim Horton. Tim Horton's the coffee player. Scott Horton. Scott Horton. I beat Tim Horton. Tim Horton is the coffee place in Joe's nuts in, in Canada. Oh God! All right, so yeah, uh, she beat Scott Horton, the the anti-war guy, with uh, her very innocent story about uh, fighting the school board, school board and her daughter dancing in the background. <laughs> who uh, who loves me to death? By the way, I'm her favorite. But anyways, you know. That's just not, that's not true. That's a fucking lie. <laughs> You're her favorite. Um, so we got a uh, Black Road Bridgman on next week. Yep. Same time, same dirty place. Uh, we've got a show on Sunday. We're doing Sundays again, people. Sunday. 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 <laughs> Super Sam. Super Sam? Super Sam. Yeah, you ever seen that, uh, that, that radio station that did that prank call? The John Cena one? No. Oh, buddy. We're showing you that one tonight. Yeah. Uh, If you haven't seen that, you need to go watch it because it is fucking hilarious. This lady goes ballistic. So, backstory is is, uh, she had banned wrestling on the TV at the house because of some some reason, whatever. She had banned it. Um, So, her husband and son really were huge fans of it. And so, uh, the husband gets her back and has just has a little fun by calling the radio station and having them pull this prank on her. It's like a see it, uh, uh, it's a John Cena promo for the WWE <laughs> Super Saiyan. It, it is so fucking funny. At like one point, they're like, hi, is this, uh, is this so-and-so? Uh, yeah. Uh, we were hoping uh, you're a supporter of the uh, armed forces. She's like, well, yeah, of course we are. She goes, and then they're like the, the announcer so voice weird. comes back on. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Well, support uh, a retired uh, or a, a Marine vet this Sunday night. And it goes back into the, the John Cena song. And you just hear, mother, fuck, beep, beep. It's just ballistic. She goes wild from that point on. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fucking amazing. Uh, Patricia wants a link so I can find it real quick. Uh, what is it called? It's on the tube of you. Uh, John Cena. Uh, prank call. Yeah. Yeah. Here it is. It's an eight minute, eight minute video. That sounds brutal. But it is very much worth it. There's also an animated version of it, but it's not the full call. Uh, copy. And I'll paste it. Right. Uh-huh. Oh, it failed to post on Facebook. You recently posted something that violates Facebook policy. <gasps> Ooh, I forgot about that. Uh, give me 20 seconds. I can use my my new handy-dandy new Facebook account. On Facebook? No, it, it went in the comments, but it didn't post to Facebook because, uh, you know, things. Not a real libertarian. They are live. I hope we're live. I'm talking to y'all right now. And post. There you go. Goodbye. All right. Yep. There's the link. And if you haven't heard, I've had two more counts go down. My first one and my bootleg. And so now we're back to third or fourth string, whatever the fuck it is at this point. 
to Bootleg Heemeyer. So if you want to add me on Facebook, just add that account right Char, Bootleg Heemeyer. I brought back the uh, Obi-Wan bootleg profile picture. It's uh. Do you see what I posted on your timeline? No. Do I need to look? It's funny. Do I need to do it now? If you want. We'll see what she posted. Uh, if it's too much. It's not too much. It's not too much. You're so, too much. Well, I am. <laughs> Susan Q says, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm at the wrong camera. I look like I'm in 18 different relationships because you keep getting banned. Yep. Yep. I mean, you can't turn a hoe into a housewife, so just turn your home into a whorehouse. <laughs> so, I mean, do, do what you got to do. You know, it's the things. It's all the things. Just do it. That was hot. Do it. Alright. You know, uh who said just do it? Or let's do it? Huh? Passengers of Flight 96. Ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah, what a fuck. Wrap it up. <laughs> Flight ninety-three. United ninety three. United okay, bye. to the end. You know, I used to play Flight Simulator all the time. <laughs> Never could stick the landing. Hashtag me too visible. Um, no more baby bootlegs. Um, false. Yeah, false. I've already cloned myself three times this week. It's weird. I, I get bored and I get too much going on. I'll just do that. But I've been doing it. Hey, just because you're the director doesn't mean you direct shit. I really should buy the rights to uh, Shania Twain's. Uh... Let's go, girls. Feel like a woman. Yeah, feel like a woman. Hell yeah. That should be our opening that should song. Be our theme song. Um, yes. So I know what I'm doing tonight. I'm putting a poll on Twitter. Whee! Should my new theme song, my new intro song, be Shania Train, Trains, Twain's, Shania Twain, Shania Twain? Oh. Shania Twain's uh, Feel Like a Woman. Should that be our new. Uh... I actually, Patricia, have found a way around it. I actually have the ability to pay for these rights now and I can use them. But. I'm going to put it on Twitter. If you want to see the poll, got to go on Twitter. You got to go to the tweeters. Um, also, you know, we're going to close it out, but I've got one final piece of advice. I'm looking straight at you. Look at me. Stop fucking going on Twitter and asking people if Donald Trump will say the N-word for his first tweet back on Twitter. It looks fucking stupid. It's cringy as shit. And all of us are laughing at you because it's fucking stupid. Stop. You know who you are. Just stop doing it. Anyways, that's it. That's Thursday night. Another one for the books. Um, time to watch some John Cena pranks and uh, upload all this to the 500 different places I got uploaded to. Because, bam. Anywho. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, follow me at not at libertarian underscore not on Twitter. Bootleg Hemeyer this week on Facebook. Uh, follow us on YouTube or subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit the notification bell. Um, follow us on Spotify, Anchor. Actually, Spotify actually gets video podcasting now. We got approved for the trial run of open open market video podcast. So find us on uh, Spotify, all the podcast platforms, all that shit. Twitch still exists, right? Yeah, we're still on Twitch. Okay. <laughs> we don't get a lot of traffic on Twitch. <laughs> no. uh, it's not a big gaming show here. Uh, even though I've actually, dude, I would love to do a stream night, like where we're just playing video games with anyone. That would be fun. Um, I know. I got another poll I got to do. What game should we play? Yeah. If we did a stream night where we played with fans. Mortal Kombat! Are we doing Mortal Kombat? Yeah! Are we fucking, like, choosing that level of violence? Yeah. And then we get to really fight at the end. Really fight? You and me? Hell yeah. Ooh. I don't know about that. We have to get my knee looked at first. Okay. Yeah. But then I'm body slamming that ass on camera. Do it. Do it. Anyways, uh, domestic abuse aside, uh, <laughs> be be on the lookout for those. If you ain't following me on Twitter, do it. Find the polls. Uh, I'll make some posts on Facebook about it so you can find them. But, ladies and gentlemen. Go, go follow the Lions of Liberty. Uh, they're not all lions. It's just a broad term. Some of them are other feline-esque creatures. One's a kangaroo. One's a kangaroo, which is very feline-esque. Um, if you didn't know, kangaroos are basically cats. That's science. Confirmed. Confirmed. By the resident scientist. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a scientist. She's a scientist. It's been confirmed by two scientists now. It's basically legislation. Two out of two scientists agree. Two out of two scientists on this show have agreed. It's basically science now. It's been peer-reviewed. My peer has reviewed it. She, she gave me the thumbs up. Um, so with that, we have now reclassified kangaroos as cats or felines. We're going to leave. Um, ladies, gentlemen, kangaroo people, lions, uh, I love y'all. Y'all have a great fucking night. And uh, yes, it is the longest sign-off ever. I'm making it longer now. No! <laughs> uh, good night, good liberty, be free, and I love y'all. And y'all have a great fucking week. And uh, do something nice to somebody. Just don't even think about it. Just say, hey, someone needs my help. Do it. Do it. Do it. But look at it. Look. Look. I got beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rice, raw, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, rabbit, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rice, raw, raw, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, chicken, turkeys, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rice, raw, raw, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, rabbit. Okay, bye. Good night.